Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm Al Move Rocks Gore. I'm here wow. with, <laughs> with Lance. Also Move Rocks Psycho. Yeah. Uh, and we are here to move metaphorical rocks. One of them being your skills at Revit through RevitRocketship.com. Go check it out. Yours truly trains you up on Revit. How to mimic construction uh, from the beginning so that you can basically have more responsibility in the plan set. So eventually you can have more reward. Check it out. Uh, money back guaranteed for the first month. RevitRocketship.com. I also want you to check out Arcat.com. As more businesses and tenants desi- demand green design in their buildings, lead certification is more important than ever. And while Arcat is known for being red, they can help you go green. Arcat provides thousands of lead reports from building product manufacturers on how their products can help you make the green choice that's right for your project. Head over to Arcat.com and, ch- and find the information you need for lead. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Last but certainly not least, I need you to check out PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. That's right. PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. You have never experienced a brand like this before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating. And the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push, but they don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Al, what was your name again? Moving Ooh, Rocks Gore. Yep. Yep. I have an amazing chart to show you okay. and the audience, and it is mind blowing to me. And uh, honestly, I guess, oh, gosh, where did I? Where did I put that link in? I'm going to have to go to my own LinkedIn. By the way, if you are listening to the show and you have not linked in with me yet, I highly encourage you to do that. Um, I post uh, stuff like this that I think then kind of we end up talking about on the show. And so what it is is, here we go, Al. Check this sucker out. Look at that. So uh, there's this chart that someone, uh, one of my other LinkedIn uh, folks posted, and it's from the Associated... I'm going to read it to you. The Associated General Contractors of America, and uh, it is a flow chart that is titled, uh, So You Want to Build With That, Good Luck With That. Yeah, so You Want to Build, question mark, Good Luck With Sorry. That. Sorry. So You Want to Build, Good Luck With That. Where does the... <laughs> Which is the title of this episode. It is a very complicated flow chart that has probably over 150 squares that sort of lead into each other and, and go down different process routes. Yep. Yep. Starts with scoping. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Now, it looks like, to be fair, um, to people that I that were commenting about this in various forums, this, uh, is, this chart is directed at people that are general contractors and the process of when you're working with uh, federal lands. But my mm. overall thoughts with <laughs> so i highly encourage you to go check it out if you if you want to find the link 
basically just go to my fa- go to my LinkedIn feed and you'll just go to my activity and you'll see it you can it's a giant giant graphic that is too big to display even when I zoom in you'll see if you're watching on YouTube like it's hard to kind of see the whole thing but the point of it all was to explain the process of what it takes to build on the federal level but there is a direct mirror reflection of what it takes to build on the private level as it relates to this. Would you agree, Mr. Yeah, and this is a, a perfect example of what we tried to eliminate in our firm. We talked about this months ago, and we talked about the term of thrashing, which mm. is a computer system that is doing too many tasks that it can't actually progress on anyone. It's only jumping from one to another just to check in on it, and that's yeah. all it can do. So that's what's happening in this federal land uh, diagram is, is probably what happens is an exacerbated, hey, oh, we made one change because plans always change, things need to get updated. Now send it to 47 committees to then get their review and their comment and then their comments and reviews like they spot something different. You're literally thrashing the whole progress of everything. So much so that, let me ask you this question, Lance. Yeah. A normal project, and let's just say Lance, you are the architect. I am the developer. And let's say we spend a month or two and and we got like plans and elevations done. And we're going to submit basically our first set. And we worked with civil to a planning department. How long would you expect through a couple iterations? And I am telling you, you actually done already a couple months of work, maybe three or four or five months Mm -hmm. of work to get uh, planning department approval. I reasonably, so if I'm, uh, am I being reasonable? Be here? reasonable. Be reasonable. I would think I would think we should get uh, approval within a couple months. Okay, <clears throat> so with planning, one year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I, that uh, seems like from a. I'm trying to oh, play. The, I'm trying yes. to play the part of. I don't know. I don't know. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. know. I'm just. Hey, me and my wife, we've been saving our whole lives. And yep. we just, and we just, and now our kids are like, uh, they just left, they're leaving the house. Yep. We got nothing better to do. And we've been saving our whole lives, yes. Al, to buy this lot. And now, well, we bought it actually. We paid it off. Yep. And now we've been, and now we are ready to hire an architect and we want to, and, you know, we don't have these kids to deal with. So what we want to do is we just want to build a duplex. Beautiful duplex. Hey, I, I just want to build a duplex. Like, we should have a permit in like a couple months, right? No, so one year, so one year. <laughs> I'm uh, so serious. Like I'm, I'm trying. That's what I'm yes. trying to do. Okay. And and one year is reasonable. And if you go to bigger projects, it will be even longer yeah. than that. There was a project in Colorado. This developer bought a piece of land, and he needed to put a road through federal property because it was the there only places. There you go. That's a private to federal cross pollination. Yep. yep. People, to, people who were arguing about it. A road, just a road. And it was the only way to access this property, mm-hmm. right? Um, guess how many months? Just for the road. Yep. Nine months. Now I'm playing the, eh, okay, you, you told me the bad news. Nine months. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I tricked you because I said months. It's in years. He's on his 14th year. Oh. And he's, he's like, I now need to sue you. This is 14 years. Wow. This is 14 years. Wow. And it's the same thing. It's, it's a road. Um, Back in the day? Yep. Here's here's how far I'm going back. Old Testament, that's a quarter of your life. Yeah. Yep. And 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 in Boulder County, for example, we were either going to do a a resort, 
right? Or split the process and just do a road. Oh, it's that project. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, this is totally different. Oh, gosh. And this is the distinction I'm I'm getting is that the, the bureaucracies don't distinguish between level of difficulty of a project. So this is totally different than that 14-year thing. A whole resort, they're like, yeah, it's going to take you at least a year to get through this whole thing. We're like, okay, we're going to separate. We're going to do the road first. They, they go, that maybe might save you a month or two. Because they have to go to every agency. They got to, you know, like, holy cow. Bob's got to sign and, off. And, if, and then you know who's going to sign off on Bob's work? The other Bob. Yep. And then the other Bob's got to sign off on his work. And, and if you're using the excuse like, oh, no, they have to make sure that nothing goes wrong. Be like, then you then then change your process. Like, literally for a road, get those three people that it actually matters. Go out to the job site yes. after it's drawn up from yes. the civils. Walk it. Yeah. Make some changes. Civil drawings, make some changes. Execute road or not. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for cross-pollinating that, Al. I appreciate that. Uh, I So I've got a question for you. Another one. Yep. Whose responsibility do you think it is to check on permits? This is something that basically oh, came up on my side. Because it could take a year or so. Yeah. It could take a year or so. Do you think it's us? Do you think it's the owner? Do you think we need to clarify? What do you think the listeners think about whose job it is to check in on permits? And the example is, hey, I'm the architect. I submitted for your permit. Here's the permit number. I've here's also the portal you can check in on it, client. There you go. Uh, do you think so? It's back to the thrashing. Is this really is this really what you should be doing with your life as an architect? Or honestly, since it's not your you don't own the building, probably, right? You're you're just being hired as a professional. Yep. Like who should who should who should be doing it? And I actually even wrote up a clause I wanted to bring up. I if, think if you kind of answer that. If I was the general public, I would think it's the architect's responsibility. <clears throat> now that I have this job and I know what this job is, I believe it's the responsibility of the architect to let the owner know how to check in and keep tabs on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. And I, th- I think we've evolved exactly to that conclusion. And so I just wanted to share like a little clause in our contract that we wrote up about it and, and just maybe it'll help you. Maybe it won't, whatever. Um, and uh, we're, we're sort of testing it out. Like, it's, it's literally kind of happening in real time. Um, for, for our Denver project specifically, though, and, and if anybody is a Denver listener, Denver Metro listener, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but remember that Denver actually put out all of the data on what it takes, like, where they're at in the process of reviewing your project. Timeline, t- uh, percentage of time they actually hit it, and stuff like that. We've actually been preemptively in that specific jurisdiction letting clients know as soon as we start the project or sign a new project with them. Hey, just so you're aware, once we get to this point, here's how long Denver is taking to review. And it sort of takes the temperature down and kind of sets the stage for reasonable expectations, right? Lower the expectations in life for everything and you'll be pleasantly surprised. You said that over and over again. So here's the clause. Client is, if you're watching on YouTube, you can even read it. Client is responsible for observing the permit status once the permit has been applied for by F9 Productions. F9 Productions will provide instructions to the client on how to check in on the permit. Status upon permit submittal acceptance from the city or county. F9 Productions will be available and the contact for the city for the permit status, but is not the primary party responsible for observing, observing the city or county. Typically, the city or county will contact F9 via email with any questions, concerns, or comments but it is not always guaranteed and therefore falls unto the client to be the primary permit status observer as they are the owner of the property. 
And I think this comes in two different scenarios. If it is a homeowner or someone small, yeah, this is their project. This is their baby. Sure. It should be on their eye rather than um, because, like you said, it's their financial investment, too. Um, we have multiple projects going on. Sometimes the jurisdiction does not let you know that it's done. And yeah. that's the issue. Yeah. So we can't look every morning at this. But if this is your baby, then you can. If you're a bigger firm, a bigger developer firm, you have staff. Like I know some staff that has lawyers on their, you know, uh, on their staff. Like, okay, your staff can check in on the four or five big projects that you're doing, yeah. to, you know, to yeah. make sure it's You're probably on. commanding that kind of time and fee. Yeah. Anyway, just a little thing to talk about. No, um, no, no, no. It's the developer staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, even them, they have a, there's a developer's fee. Yep. Okay. But yeah, to be clear, the, yeah, there's attorneys on staff for the developer sometimes. Uh, I had a really interesting interview this week with a gentleman who's going to be on the Monday morning show in, a, in probably a month or so. His name is Michael DeLon. And I wanted to show Al this idea that he has about following up. It is an interesting idea. I'm gonna, so I'm going to play this. It is a video here. If you're watching on the YouTube, you will see it. Uh, you will get a little sneak, pre- sneak peek. And if you're listening in the car, you're listening in the car. Two questions come to mind on that, on the follow-up. One is, is there a frequency that you recommend? In other words, you know, for example, uh, I sent a proposal on Friday. I'm going to follow up Monday. And then, you know, do you, is it every week, two weeks, three weeks? Like, do you expand the frequency? And then the second question is, uh, is there a some phrases that I have heard other business owners use like myself, which I'm an architect for the record. And that is, uh, I think it's a mistake when they say, let's say the follow-up is on a Monday. Uh, good morning, Michael, uh, just following up. Is there a better phrase than just following up? Yeah. Yeah. Kill that phrase. So a, a, a couple of things. I use a lot of video. Okay. There's a company out there called Loom, L-O-O-M.com. Go check them out. And it's, it allows you to sh- shoot short videos and email them to people. Okay, so I would do that. So if we met on Monday, right, right after that meeting, I would loom you a video saying, Lance, thanks so much for spending some time with me. I really enjoyed our conversation. I'll follow up with you on Monday or Tuesday and we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it to the next step. Boom. Come Monday, I'll probably loom you again. Hey, Lance, hope you had a great weekend. I got I got some uh, relaxation. done, And I just wanted to talk about where we where we left off on our last conversation. Here's what was going to happen. The next step would be us scheduling another time to call. Is that good for you? Do you want, do you want to do that this week or next? Something like it's, it's a lot more personal. We hide behind email. Mm-hmm. And I like video because it allows you to experience my tone of voice and my actions. And obviously, I, I speak with my whole body. Yeah. So video is great for me. But Loom, and you don't have to be animated like me to use Loom. But it allows me to see you, to hear you, much like a video podcast. Right. It allows me to say, oh, I like this guy. So video fo- follow up like that and saying maybe next steps. Yeah, get rid of follow up. I'm, look, let's talk about the next steps. And those next steps could go either direction. I'm OK with that. Whoop, whoop, stop. OK. What do you think about that? I, I like it. I think um, I think we have done things and some of our listeners ha- to kind of um, differentiate ourselves. And one is a video on our front page of who we are. I think that this is, I think this is a nice next, I think it's a nice suggestion. Next step? 
next step next step um you know what i like about it it's Dude. interesting isn't it i'm yeah. gonna try it yeah i'm gonna try it i'm literally gonna try it next week y'all because i, I sent out if... go ahead Al. <clears throat> then please send me a, a loom because if if i am a customer and i have to download something and something like that I'd be like this is dumb no no that's that's exactly and i that's I, I asked so just so you guys know later on in the interview like, like right the next sentence i asked him how does it work yep. is it just a link it is just a link there's no extra software yes yep so so i i want to experience from the client perspective and be like okay that was easy keep keep going with it or like there might have been something weird like uh people aren't gonna like this but yeah but, yeah 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 i sent out three proposals this morning so next week i'm gonna try it if i if if none of them sign or you know even if one of them whatever but I'll, i'm gonna try it out i'm excited about it that's where we're at you know what i'm not excited about al i don't <laughs> uh well, you're fishing is this not working out well, last weekend I did not fish at all, and yeah, it's kind of I've kind of been in a mood all week. Yeah. Um, where is this recession headed? Like, is it a coming? Is it not coming? I think it's so. There's an article on, and I want your opinion about this, Al, too, because you've been listening to financial guys all week, from what I heard. There's an article that came out on LinkedIn. Is white collar recession coming? So the U.S. workforce is emerging from the health crisis in new shape. In a new shape. Well, they don't even say COVID anymore. The jobs recovery during the co- uh, during the pandemic skewed so sharply in favor of white-collar workers that the group now faces the most risk mm. of layoffs in a recession or economic slowdown. Those employed in a professional and business services are up by more than 1 million from 2020, and those in leisure and hospitality down 1.2 million, while the economy added a solid 315,000 payrolls in August those for white-collar workers fell for the first time before the crisis. Two-thirds of employers expect a recession, according to an August survey of small and mid-sized businesses by Principal Financial Group. Uh, <clears throat> nowhere, like, one thing that's been building in my head, and I'll probably say it here, and I'll probably catch on fire and be the new buzz term. So there's recession and depression. Started here first, yep. Right. And I think we might be into something different. Uh, I think it might be a deflation. And it's a buzzword because it's the opposite of inflation. Mm -hmm. And I would still use that term during inflation, meaning deflation of like the value of the dollar, deflation of productivity, deflation of living standards, living standards. Thank you. The like stock market could be flat for two two years it could be it literally could be flat for two years so deflation to me it just it's at the you know like oh you're deflated and that's where i could see everything is like this might happen with layoffs layoffs might be the same but with what did you say um um, living standards like everything is just deflated i feel like that could be what it in in five years people will call this the great deflation and you can you can thank me for that uh, because you heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I quit screen recording, but just want to just, just to put it in perspective, this whole two year, this idea that it's going to be two year flat and even just the stock market, uh, the average, so this is according to Forbes, the average bear market lasts 289 days. How long do we have left? I have no idea how, what length is right now. I was hoping that's what this article would be. Um, and Probably that, about three months, 90 days. 
Uh, I think it's longer than that, isn't it? That, that's what I was trying to see. Is like, in fact, yeah, in fact, the average. Uh, let's see here. When will the current bear market end? Oh, okay. You're right, Al. The current bear market in the S and P 500 was officially called on June 23rd, 2022. Right? And let's see here. From this date, I'm gonna look up. Uh, from this date to this date, there's a calculator you can look up. Date duration between times and dates. Okay, perfect. So, so what did I say? June 23rd. Did I? Let me see. June 13th. Close. Ah. Sorry. Autism kicked in there and I had to get it perfect, Al. Uh, and then so then they say the average. So I'm, what I'm doing is I'm putting in the calculator here. The average bear market lasts 289 days, right? And uh, calculate duration. Add days. I think it's the next tab. There we go. And we're going to add 289 days from yep. June 13th. And we're going to calculate the new date. And it should be, holy cats. So the average. Didn't I say April? You did say April. So this is exactly where I was going with this, Al. Because that's what I was trying to pull out of you. Go ahead. What were we going to say? Tell them the actual date. So does. the actual date is March 29th, 2023. So we turn around April 1st. So we turn around <laughs> April 1st, like Al was saying to me earlier in the office this week. That is sort of his prediction is this giant, is this dip, yeah. this sort of flattening. Now, that's not like the soonest, right? If anybody wants to know, I'm going to tell you really quickly here. So I just think, this, like, the stats don't lie. Uh, longest uh, bear market. And it also could be like what you were saying, a big U, meaning once we get to that low point of the U, it could be equally slow and low and level going up. Yeah. Thus the the term deflation. Two 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 year a year of 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 that. Yep. According to seek this different article. According to Seeking Alpha, which analyzed every bear market since 1928, the longest ever bear market occurred in 1973 and 74. Which we're kind of paralleling that sort of high inflationary uh, environment, right? Stagflation, inflation, all of that, which lasted 630 days or 21 months, two years, right? So six, we're going to do 631 now. So I, I think what I'm getting at is perfect. Holy cow, Al, you're kind of right again, even if it is the <laughs> April again. So they're saying it, now if we, if we go to the longest bear market, we actually come out of it in two years, basically, March 5th, 2024. Yeah. Food for thought. It doesn't seem like there's sunny skies ahead because we still have not felt this pain for shutting down the economy for that long and then doing all these things and printing all this money and uh inflating just just weirdly skewing the economy like we like this art like we started out with with this segment about the increase of white collars the decrease in blue collars etc yep um i wanted to mention unless we already talked about it and you can remind me we talked about quiet quitting last time yeah that there's an opposite movement called Fat Fire. Did I no. Okay. It stands for Financially Independent Retire Early. Ah. So people doing the opposite, just going nuts, you know. Um, and it kind of works out too. You could you could level your responsibilities of your job and then outside of your job do uh, um, multiple streams of income and stuff like that. How very Andrew Tate of those guys who are doing the opposite. There you go. There you go. Multiple things. What do we got next? Uh, we have Airy Jeopardy. Let's bring down the crew. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, ready. 
Question numero uno. Where would you find parking standards such as star, stall width, length, aisle width, etc.? Would it be A, the IBC, B, the IRC, C, the authority having jurisdiction, or D, the Parking Standards of America Association? All right, who's all A, A, C? <clears throat> it is C, the authority having jurisdiction. They are the ones. So think about like your standard, if it's uh, 8 by uh, 19 or something like that, uh, up in the mountains, Winter Park, literally 9 by 20, you know, uh, more trucks, things like that. Um, yep. Question number two, <clears throat> columns in heavy timber construction. So have a minimum dimension of what? So the columns of heavy timber construction should have a minimum dimension of what? Is it A, four inches, B, six inches, uh, C, uh, eight inches, D, 10 inches? Yes. But I don't know if they really specify, to be honest. Columns in heavy timber construction have the minimum dimension yep so heavy timber is one of the classifications type four thank yeah. you look at you i keep my stamp <laughs> c c a c eight inches yep yep pretty neat huh wood is inherently fire resistant i love it even though we burn it. Number three, this is a value that pushed... Sorry. Number three, this is a valve that pushed water from one chamber into the next, thus losing some water pressure. Is it A, global, B, ball, C, butterfly, D, needle? Reeves, you give me that look. You need to know about valves. Yo! <laughs> Get your knowledge on. Yeah. A, global, B, ball, C, butterfly, D, needle. Yep, in hmm, indeed. <laughs> has nothing to do with this ever. Uh, what do we got? B, C, the what you got? What? B. The correct answer is global. Hey. All right, what do we got for scores? Since we're on the last one, what? one, one, wow. one. Ooh. All right. What you is? You can't use the same letter. <laughs> <laughs> Four. What is the main vent for a building called? A, exhaust, B, supply, C, stack, or D, balanced? No collusion. No collusion. What is the main vent for a building called? This will actually be on a test. I would I would actually highly recommend. Peanut gallery this. needs to be quiet. Yeah. Uh, Reeves has C, and Tyler has C. And Jason has A, correct answer C. All right, tiebreaker coming Good. up. Who's reading it? Ross. Oh, scroll, yeah. All right, is everybody ready? At what, at what temperature in Fahrenheit are heating degree days versus cooling degree days based off of? Ah, so what is the point where it's heating versus cooling? 
Apologies, to, apologies to our Celsius listeners. Fahrenheit degrees. Thirty-two. Not thirty-two. This will also be on the test. Not Closer. The <laughs> I can't believe that wasn't an uh, right away. Like right away. So close, getting closer, getting closer. Five, four, 65. 65 degrees. Sixty-five degrees. Al, what do you got? Anything? Uh, Culver's. What? No, I don't have anything. I like Culver's. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review. If you're listening terrestrially, if you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, leave us a positive comment. We'll see you next week. See ya at Runza.